Hi, and welcome to... Yeah, that can't be good! The Wonderfalls Edition, with me, Vicki, and my co-host, Doug Gramley. Now, here's Doug, not Doug Gramley, with a podcast disclaimer. Yeah, that can't be good. It's a frequent line used by Sheriff Jack Carter in the original subject of this podcast, the sci-fi original series, Eureka, and is not intended as commentary on any of the series covered here. Let's get going! And these are the IMDb credits for Wonderfalls Season 1, Episode 11, Cocktail Bunny. Series created by Brian Fuller and Tom Holland. Written by Brian Fuller. Directed by Tom Holland. Original air date July 25th, 2004. And this episode aired only in Canada. We think we covered everything in this episode, so we're going to skip the quick cap this week. So we're back with Season 1, Episode 11, Cocktail Bunny. Before we start, I had a question from last episode. Yeah. We were talking about Eric putting people on a pedestal and the people up there having to live up to it. And you asked if I thought it was a flaw in Eric. And I said, yes, because he's forcing you to live up to his glorified image of you. It's pressure and it's unrealistic. And you said that was one way to look at it, but you never told me what the other way to look at it was. I just think that he's got these expectations of people. I don't think that that's what that is. What do you think no. it is? I just think he, he thinks the best of people. I don't know if I would call it putting people up on a pedestal. Man, like I, I don't think he's got these lofty expectations and then is disappointed if they if they don't live up to it. I think it's more that he sees the good and believes believes in them. I thought that at first, too. A few episodes back when we had the discussion about why he saw Jay differently. But see, they both feel the same way. Heidi and Jay both feel the same way. I just feel like it's more than that. It's not like you make me want to be a better person kind of stuff. I understand you disagree. But I feel like he just has unrealistic views of people. And all you can do is disappoint him eventually. I don't think his intention is to want you to be a better person. He thinks you are. And then you feel like you have to live up to that. Right. Yeah, I feel like he, he already believes that. Right. So I guess I don't think that it's more of a, I guess he's not, (laughs) it's kind of hard to, hard to explain. Like he's not, he's not going around saying this is who you should be. Right. And if you're not, you're going to disappoint me. I think he's saying this is who you are. Like this version of you is good and this is what I like. This is what I want. Yeah. There is no higher calling or there isn't like, you know, anything more. I'm not saying I think he does that on purpose. I don't think it's intentional because you you made it sound like you thought maybe I thought it was intentional. I don't think it's intentional. I just think it's him. And just because it's not intentional doesn't mean it's not a flaw. I know we disagree, obviously, but all right. Because last week you sounded like you had an opinion, but you wouldn't say it. I wanted to know what it was. I guess I couldn't really explain it. Well, you think it's not intentional, which I don't think it's intentional. I think that's just the way he is. But I think all anybody could ever do is disappoint him, again, in my opinion, because you can't live up to his expectations. Yeah, I don't think he's got these crazy expectations of people. I mean, I think he just wants to hear Jay say that she likes him and that she wants to be with him. Yeah, that I understand. But it was that conversation between Jay and Heidi about how it's a lot of pressure to live up to what he thinks she should be. Yeah, but that's on them. Like, I don't think he thinks that they should be anything is what I'm saying. He's a nice guy. He thinks that people are nice and people are good. And 
if you feel like you have to live up to, to that, then there's something wrong with you. No, it's, I just think because of the way that I've always described Eric as he, he's got some kind of clouded view of people. I mean, it's not just being nice. He's got some, I don't know how to explain it. He was a, he's a pushover. Yeah, he is, but he's got a very clouded view. Like in this one, and I have it in my notes, but Heidi has cheated on him on their honeymoon. She's faked amnesia and tried to slip him Viagra now. And he just lets it go. He's a pushover. Yeah. That's the flaw. Well, and I've said that too. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I'm not a fan of him at all anymore. <laughs> I mean, what is he going to do now, you know, during this episode? What is he going to do? Just mope for the rest of his life? He made his decision. So what are you going to do about it? And why is he mad at Jay? He made his decision. Yeah, that I that I get. All right. I could talk about that point forever. So we're going to stop. So other than that, what did you think of this one? I like this episode. I did too. Yeah. I feel like we're finally starting to make some progress. Maybe not with like Jay and her relationships, but I think with this whole thing, like now, you know, somebody else comes into play. Somebody else knows about this. Mm-hmm. I want to get moving. Like, I want to know what's going on. I know. So I think this is, is probably like the biggest step towards that. Yeah, I liked it too. Like you, things are moving along. Things are not really being explained, but becoming known to other people. And there's only two episodes left, so. Oh, is there? I was going to ask how many episodes were left. Yeah, this is 11. So we have two episodes and then we're going to do the documentary. We have three episodes, but there's only two episodes of the show left. So it's got to start moving along, and I'm glad it did. So Jay's trying to melt the lion and get rid of everything else in the store with a face, but the lion machine is still malfunctioning. And we see Alec, who we haven't seen. I feel like we haven't seen him in a few weeks, have we? Uh, Yeah, it's, I think it's been a couple of episodes. So Karen comes in with the monkey. She found it in Aaron's room. We know from earlier episodes that she searches Aaron's room on a regular basis. She says that Aaron is worried about her and has begun praying. So Jay totally flips out when the machine makes more disfigured lions and they all talk to her. So she ends up in Dr. Ron's office. Jay tells him about the animals talking to her. The weird thing is, like, she's talked about it to Aaron. She talks about it to Mahandra, although Mahandra didn't believe her. And now to Dr. Ron. And she never tells anyone that the animals talking to her actually help people in the end. She just says they make her do stuff. Right, you would think you'd want to lead with that and say that you're seeing a reason why they're talking to you. Right. A person, I think, might get a whole different impression. If, if you keep telling people they make me do stuff, that doesn't sound like a good thing. You know, if you tell people in the end, although I may not understand what they want me to do, in the end, it always helps somebody. That's a good thing. Yeah. So he wants to see Jay more often, which is heard by the Olsen girl, air quotes, from the reception area through the screens in the cabinet. She's the one who we've heard about before who stabbed herself and tried to blame it on Dr. Brown. So the Olsen girl is thinking that Jay is getting all of his attention. So the conversation with her parents in the restaurant was so different than I expected it to be. So her mother seems to be the one who's sensitive with her. Yeah. But her father only seems to be worried about her turning into the Olsen girl. And can they expect more episodes? And then he says something like, and you don't want to turn out like that, do you? As if if there's an, a mental health problem, right. that she could just make the decision not to turn out like the Olsen girl. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like, like he feels like she, she has a choice. Right. And he's the doctor. And it was such a reverse because Karen, I don't know if I want to say she doesn't want explanation. She just wants you to fix it. Yeah. You know, just, I don't care why you stole the monkey. Just give it back. Right. I'm not going to worry about that. And she seems to be the one who's more sensitive about this whole thing. You know, she keeps telling her husband to stop when he says something insensitive. And she actually even goes to ask Eric if he knows why Jay is sad. Right. Which she normally wouldn't do. So it's almost like the roles were reversed, except the father said more than she would have said. Yeah, they've kind of come, I guess maybe they've both kind of swapped a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like early on, you would have thought that they would totally dismiss everything that was going on with her. But I, I think they've both kind of turned that, turned that page and are attentive parents in their own way, I guess. They're both still living in their own little world. Yeah. For a doctor, I found what he was saying to be shocking, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So Heidi thinks Jay's stalking them and threatens her to stay away from Eric. Eric gives notice, so he'll be there another two weeks, which Heidi is not happy about. Then the cocktail bunny tells Jay to save him from her, which, of course, she believes is Heidi. So meanwhile, Aaron is talking to his animals and asking where the monkey went. It didn't occur to me that he would think the monkey just walked away or something until i heard him say that right so he's asking where the monkey went when mahandra comes in to complain about their affair i don't know what that was about she just shows up to complain and then goes bonkers about the video cameras but just the look he's giving her when she was losing it about everything the look on his face yeah he's hilarious he doesn't have to say anything right yeah he does he does have that kind of just almost as if no one's home yeah. there. And that's what he was doing because she was just going from one thing to another, to another, to another, like with no breaths in between about this video camera. And he's just looking at her like, what is happening? <laughs> Since finding out about his sister, he's become probably one of my favorite characters. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Doug Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Doug here from the 13th Warehouse. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, please join Kim and Vicki over at the 13th Warehouse at the13thwarehouse.com. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. Attention Warehouse fans. Kim and Vicky continue on with the warehouse theme on the 13th Warehouse with Friday the 13th, the 1988 television series. Follow Mickey, Ryan, and Jack as they hunt for cursed antiques sold by Uncle Lewis to unsuspecting and sometimes suspecting patrons of his antique shop. So stick with us on the 13th Warehouse for Friday the 13th, the series. You can listen to the 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Jay comes in and Mahandra hides in the closet. She comes in because her mother showed her the monkey. So she knows that Aaron didn't get rid of all the things that he collected. 
And then she realizes it's a shrine. Yeah. See, and this is odd to me, although he would be the one to... I'm trying to explain. If you hear that your sister's is hearing inanimate objects talk to her, you wouldn't go to maybe they'll talk to me, would you? No, that wouldn't be my first... Yeah. I mean, I know back with the cow creamer, he went to see Dr. Ron. He was saying how his sister's crazy. And Dr. Ron brought up the religious part of it. Yeah. Now he's praying. See, I don't think he's praying for Jay. You know, the mother's worried that he's praying now. Right. I don't think he's praying for Jay. I think he thinks there's something going on with these animals. Yeah, I think he wants to be included because part of it, I think he thinks it is divine intervention. Not that maybe she's not just crazy. Yeah, that that's the impression I'm getting to. So Jay freaks out when she sees this shrine and she collects all the stuff. And then when Aaron says she's acting weird, Mahandra comes out of the closet to stand up for her friend. So, I mean, between standing up for her friend and outing herself with her brother, she was willing to stand up for her friend. Mm-hmm. Jay never realizes that Mahandra came out of the closet. She thinks she just happened to show up. So Jay doesn't really understand why after they made her bow out to save Eric's marriage that she's now has to save him from Heidi and the lion tells her to ask the monkey. So Dr. Ron catches Jay trying to steal the monkey. He hears her repeat what the lion says that she's going to kill him. So Jay starts looking into Heidi. Yeah. So she and Mahandra find two news stories where Heidi was suspended from teams and people were poisoned. And she was quoted in both of them as blaming freshmen who were retaliating against upperclassmen hazing rituals. Yeah. Jay thinks that Eric is sticking around for her, and Mahandra agrees because the restaurant's been laying off people and they probably didn't require a two-week notice. At the barrel, Jay watches Heidi and Eric arguing, and it turns out they're arguing about her spying on them. Listen, she's going to this bar a long time before Eric ever got there, and now she's got to stay away just because these two have to be there even on his day off. What the hell? Yeah. Well, she didn't know that he was off that day, did she? Um, I don't know. I mean, she obviously was spying on him at that point. But, you know, when she was having lunch with her parents, he was supposed to be off that day. She even checked. Yeah. And they came in, you know, and then she gets accused of stalking, which she wasn't. He's the new one. He should stay away when he's not working. But after she leaves, she does get photos of Heidi buying pills from someone in the parking lot. Yeah. So when Mahandra goes to pick up the pictures Jay took, she learns that someone already picked them up. They believe it was Heidi and Mahandra thinks it's Jay she's trying to kill and not Eric. But it was Karen who got the photos accidentally and goes to Jay's trailer to return them while Heidi's inside searching the place. When no one answers the door, Karen slides them under the door and Heidi gets them. Dr. Ron keeps watching the video of, of Jay saying she has to save him from her. Yeah. And her hearing the monkey say right. she's going to kill him, although he can't hear it. When he gets back into his office, someone, the Olsen girl, steals all of the CDs of Jay's sessions. And Dr. Ron discovers that something was left in his desk drawer, all of which he believes was done by Jay. So at the store, the Olsen girl comes in to buy all of her killing supplies while Jay is trying to get out of work to save Eric. But Heidi comes in with the pictures and they have it out. And Jay jumps her because the lion tells her not to let her leave, which obviously we figure out later was telling her not to let the Olsen girl leave. Yeah. So the same cop is at the border comes in to arrest Jay for what happened at Dr. Ron's office. Jay tries to call Eric during her interrogation to warn him, but he doesn't hear the phone. Then she escapes out the window when the cop and her sister leave the room to talk. 
So Heidi puts the pills in Eric's vitamin holder and wakes him up. When he pushes her away and gets up, she reminds him to take his vitamins. Jay goes to the hotel and tells Eric that Heidi is trying to kill him. Eric starts to feel funny, but Heidi confesses to putting a male potency pill in his vitamins. So like I said, this is like the third time. I mean, and she's not just telling little lies. I mean, she faked amnesia. Yeah. And now she's slipping Viagra into his vitamins. These aren't like little lies. The Viagra thing is probably illegal, wouldn't you think? If you're slipping somebody drugs, no matter what they do. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess <laughs> we'll keep this G-rated. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think that, yes, that's bad. Yeah. When Jay mentions the stuff about the other poisoning, Eric confirms that hazing was a serious problem in school and that she had nothing to do with any of it. But when Jay tries to explain herself, he gets angry with her. And I understand the whole thing is outrageous, but why is he angry with her? He decided to go back to Heidi, even after she told him she was crazy about him. Right. And the killing theory is a little out there, but if you take away the animals telling her that she was going to kill him, and Jay just happened to see Heidi buying pills, and then because she saw that, she looked into her, because why wouldn't you? Right. She probably would have come to the same conclusion, in TV world anyway. Yeah. So what is he mad at? Probably just got more to do with the fact that like it's almost too little too late. And I think part of him wishes that she would just stop and go away. She's causing him now more distress about his decision. Right. But if you remember, Mahandra said he didn't need to give it two week notice. So he's causing himself more distress. Yeah. He's there because of her. She knows it. Mahandra knows it. Heidi probably knows it. And I see exactly what you're saying. But he's doing it to himself. Whether he realizes it or not, I don't know, but he is. Yeah, he's yeah, he's definitely at fault. Oh, yeah, definitely. And what is he just going to mope for the rest of his life? Probably. That's what I would do. What do you mean that's what you would do? Why would you do that? I don't know. <laughs> because sometimes people just like to paint themselves in a corner okay. and then complain about it. Okay. Like, you did this to yourself, you know? Yeah. But let's not do anything about it. We'll just complain about it. We'll and, complain about the system that we're in. And mope around, yeah. So when we finally get to the whole situation in Dr. Ron's building, Karen gets trapped in the elevator with the Olsen girl, who she does recognize as the Olsen girl. Yeah. And if she wasn't so rude by closing the elevator door when she heard someone yelling to hold it, and I don't know if she knew it was Sharon or not, she would have at least had Sharon with her. But if she had Sharon in the elevator, do you think the talking the Olsen girl down would have gone as well? Mm, probably not. Yeah. So anyway... I like the fantasy sequence, mostly because they use the Facts of Life theme song, and it's just so random. Yeah, no, it was. It was just like the most random thing to pick. Yeah. And now it's stuck in my head. You know the Facts of Life, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I was old enough to see that on TV. Okay. In the midst of all this, Sharon is running up the stairs because, you know, her mother didn't let her in the elevator. Jay shows up at the doctor's office to tell him that she didn't do anything that she's accused of, but he's sure she's there to kill him. She still thinks Heidi framed her, and she yells at the monkey and wants to know what save him from her really means. And she wants to know why it told her she was going to kill him. And as she's yelling at the monkey, it tells her to lick the light switch. I'm sure you love that part. Oh, my God. You're right. Well, first of all, let me just say that building must be so out of code for the entire like grid to go down because right. she lit exactly. a light switch. Yeah. She just lit the outside of the light switch. Right. Not like she like got in there and, and touched wires or anything. So that was kind of dumb. Yeah, it was. The monkey tells her 
that it'll tell her why it talks to her if she will lick the light switch. The doctor's in the outer office trying to call 911 when he sees Jay lick the light switch and the power goes out. So the monkey tells Jay that it talks to her because she listens. I guess kind of meaning she's open to it. Yeah, I guess. That wasn't the answer I was hoping for. Yeah, and I didn't even remember this part. I didn't remember the monkey saying he'd tell her. So, yeah, I wasn't expecting that either. So Dr. Ron comes back into the office to see if Jay's okay while still being afraid that Jay's going to try and kill him. Sharon makes it to the office and tells Jay that the police are looking for her. And the police show up and cuff Jay. Karen gets Angie to open up in the elevator and she's empathetic enough to talk her out of her plan. So the power comes back while Sharon is trying to talk the detective out of arresting Jay. When Karen comes in with Angie, who admits to everything she did. The cop handcuffs Angie and tells the doctor that the power outage saved his life which is when both the doctor and Jay realized that he was the one she was supposed to save. Right. And the doctor gives the monkey to Jay. So Jay goes to the bar to apologize to Eric and explain. And Eric doesn't even let her finish and blurts out that Heidi went back to New Jersey to find an apartment. So this whole thing is weird. Yeah. Number one, you know, she says, I can apologize and explain. What do you want first? And he says the apology. And then when she starts to explain, he's like, you don't have to do that because... Heidi went back to New Jersey. So that didn't make any sense to just blurt that out like that. And he made it sound like she went back and it was over. But no, she went to find an apartment for them, which is even more weird because she's so insecure about Jay. Right. Like that didn't make any sense why she would just leave. Yeah. Why would she just leave? She knows he he loves Jay. So I don't even know why she wants to marry somebody who loves somebody else, but that's besides the point. I can't even imagine that she would leave, right. even for a day. You know, all she does is threaten Jay to stay away from him. I mean, how is she going to do that if she leaves to go find an apartment? And I just don't, I don't get it. Like I said, I feel like the writers painted themselves in a the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And then when she finds the apartment, he'll leave. So now it's not a two-week notice. It could be less. It could be more. Right. So that's all the notes I have. Did I miss anything you wanted to talk about? Um, no, I don't think so. But I mean, like it's like I said, I, I I like the fact that more people are now finding out about her condition. And I feel like the animals now are talking to her, but they're not just giving her cryptic messages. It's more like they're you're almost having con- like full conversations with them. Right. Kind of like the crime dog one. Remember that one was so weird because it was like she was having a conversation with this thing. And we've never seen that before. Right. And we haven't seen it since until now, really. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't because she's getting them to answer questions. Right. Yeah. She's talking back and they're answering her. Right. But then Aaron can't get him to talk to her. <laughs> yeah. Poor Aaron. All right. Well, that's all I have. So if you don't have anything else. Uh, no. Okay. We'll see you next time. All right. All right. Come back next time for season one, episode twelve. Tandem more. Bye now. <laughs> okay. Don't forget to follow us on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, on Facebook at Eureka Rewatch page name. Yeah, that can't be good. And on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. Episodes of Yeah, That Can't Be Good are available on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for Yeah, That Can't Be Good, The Wonderfalls Editions, Gypsy Blues, 
provided by Paul Whitman and his orchestra, found on Pixabay, free for commercial and personal use. Thanks for listening. Come back soon. Bye.